Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, November 5th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Current and former students in the vocational education program in Rolla are playing an active role in a big school construction project. Some of the students came down and watched me lay some of the block and brick here and just see what they can do when they get out of school. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on the work that is bringing more attention to teaching students a trade in just a few minutes. St. Louis officials say children can get the COVID-19 vaccine at public schools, major health care providers, and doctor's offices. St. Louis Public Radio's Niara Savage reports. Federal officials say the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine is safe and effective for kids aged 5 to 11. City Health Director Dr. Mati Slashwayo Davis says the initiative to vaccinate children in St. Louis will involve providing parents with access to locations where their kids can get the shot. Kids need to be where they're comfortable. Where are they comfortable? Their schools. That's why that was a priority for my partnership. Where else are they comfortable? At their primary care physicians or health care providers. That's why they're, they're a main partner. More than 9,000 additional St. Louis public school students became eligible to get the vaccine this week. In the Metro East, the St. Clair County Health Department will make the child vaccine available starting November 10th. I'm Niara Savage, St. Louis Public Radio. Advocates for people living in nursing homes say a federal rule requiring health care workers to be vaccinated against COVID-19 by January 4th will protect residents. The Biden administration has ordered all health care facilities accepting Medicare and Medicaid to make sure workers are fully vaccinated. Nursing homes have periodically shut down when staff and residents tested positive for coronavirus. Marjorie Moore is the executive director of Voice, that is a nonprofit advocating for long-term care residents. She says this rule will help limit lockdowns. So having more people in our community and more people on their care teams vaccinated, that means that less residents will have to um, be separated from their families. The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services says only 56 percent of nursing home workers in Missouri are fully vaccinated. Most residents in the St. Louis region don't have to think twice about a home connection to the Internet. That's not the case for one Metro East community. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on a decades-long struggle for reliable broadband service. Fairmont City residents still don't have access to reliable and affordable internet. Katie Heaton runs the Fairmont City Library, which is one of the only places in town with decent speeds. Despite the library's connectivity, she says residents next to her building are still told service isn't available. Heaton says this has driven people from the community. They couldn't be the entrepreneur they wanted to be. We've had people move out of the area because their children couldn't thrive because they didn't have internet service. Heaton says for years, internet service providers told her privately they don't expand to areas that won't help their bottom line. Fairmont City has a franchise agreement with Spectrum, and the company expects to connect local residents in the spring. In Fairmont City, I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. More local artists are now eligible for Kranzberg Arts Foundation's residencies. The Arts Funder started a residency program for musicians in 2018. But members of the latest cohort include writers, visual artists, and filmmakers.
University of Missouri-St. Louis professor Felia Davenport will use her residency to develop a multimedia exhibition that speaks to her experiences as a multiracial person facing bigotry. I've tried to get this produced and have been denied a lot. So to have them say yes, that they value this idea that I have, it really did mean the world to me. I felt validated. Kranzberg residents will have access to administrative support and performance space. The Rolla School District is in the middle of a major construction program on several buildings. Some of the work is being completed by high school students in the district's vocational training program. They are working alongside recent graduates who are employed by local contractors. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports the program is bringing more attention to trade school options for students. About a dozen hard hat clad Rolla High School students are working on framing two new classrooms and loft space in the Rolla Technical Center, the building that holds the district's vocational training. It's part of a $25 million expansion of four schools. Senior Alex Silch is a student in the construction program. He says it's been fun to work on the building he learns in. I think it's pretty nice. It's a it's another type of learning experience because you're just making it better for the kids in the future too. And you get to do destruction too. That's nice. Everybody likes breaking some stuff down. Getting hands-on experience is at the core of vocational education. And this kind of work that benefits the school's construction project also helps students enter the job market. Senior Ren Vance joined the Carpenters Union as an apprentice earlier this year, and his summer job was the kind of work he wants to do after graduation. Yeah, I uh, framed a couple houses, did a little bit of concrete, but mostly just framing, mm-hmm. a little bit of trim work. Uh, I did some commercial up in Kirkwood, working on apartment buildings. That was probably the biggest one I did. In addition to students working on the project, recent graduates employed by local contractors also find themselves improving their former school. Malukin Pritchett graduated two years ago and now works as a bricklayer for Stovall Masonry. Standing outside the Rolla Technical Center, he's quick to evaluate the work he did a few weeks ago. I always do that. So on this job out here, is there any part of it that you're particularly proud of? Oh, the brick. The brick looks really well out here. It matches the old one. So, you know, I really enjoyed laying the brick outside. Pritchett says school just wasn't for him, even though his dad is the principal of the high school. He says it opened his eyes to new opportunities when he started taking classes in construction and masonry, and he found how much he liked working with his hands. Pritchett says being able to return to his old school to work on an addition brought things full circle. You know, it was fun. You got to see what I can do, and some of the students came down and watched me lay some of the block and brick here and just see what they can do when they get out of school. The combination of students and recent graduates working on the district's first building project in many years is bringing more attention to Rolla's vocational program. There are more than 560 students currently enrolled in vocational classes, compared to 360 in advanced placement college prep courses. Rick Pilkington is the masonry instructor at Rolla Technical Institute. He says college is great, but it's not for everyone, and schools need to give kids an option, one that he says is very promising for students like Pritchett. But here he is, learned a trade and and class here, and here he is working on our building, making 49 bucks an hour. I think that's a, a huge turning point for you know education to realize that, that a skilled trade is a, definitely an option other than a four-year college. 
Pilkington says there is also a more direct link between trade schools and the needs of employers than there might be for college-bound students. He says Pritchett's boss, Corey Stovall, routinely comes by to tell him the skills students need to get one of those $49-an-hour jobs after high school. It was about certain types of block cuts and things like that that I hadn't even thought about to teach these kids, and, and uh, it, it brought light on that, and I'll start I'll change my way on teaching and, and add that to my curriculum, and it's going to help them out in the field. Those students are in demand, according to Stovall, and that need will grow. According to a study from the International Journal of Environmental Research and Medicine, the average age of construction workers is climbing. It went up from 36 years old to 43 years old between 1985 and 2015. Stovall also points to delays in construction in the current housing boom as a sign that skilled workers are badly needed. The people that are going to trade schools right now and coming out, they're going to find jobs relatively easily because everybody in the trade industry is hiring right now. And uh, you're going to be guaranteed at least a, a good $20, $30 an hour job at minimum, you know, and that's the that's lowballing it. My guys make $50 an hour. And students in Rala are able to get a taste of what those jobs are like while they're working to improve their schools. In Rala, I'm Jonathan All. St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.